This is the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast on the 29th of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, joined by Eric Pfeiffer and Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin today. The Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Coming up on the news, an update on drought affecting the Panama Canal, and we explain the new Channel Seed Company. The Indiana farm forecast, not as cold as how we started the week. And soybean and wheat markets, a nice rebound yesterday. Arlen Suderman checks in with market analysis on the Wednesday Who's Your Ag Today podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner, similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Difficulties continue along the waterways and change that you shouldn't be afraid of. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. The Mississippi River isn't the only passageway for soybean exports experiencing difficulties this year due to drought conditions. The Panama Canal is in a similar situation. Each year about 600 million bushels of U.S. soybeans utilize the canal on its journey to customers in Asia. Mike Steenhook is the executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. He says the Panama Canal is a critical link in our supply chain. And unfortunately, they're experiencing drought conditions, which is inhibiting the operation of the canal. Because it uses locks, it has to have fresh water from the high elevation to make the locks operate. And so the fact that they have lower water at their high elevation reservoir is limiting their water depth that they're permitting for their ships for each passage, but even more consequently, they are limiting the number of transits per day, and that's causing some buildup and some queues to amass. Barges continue to move slowly through the Panama Canal and down the Mississippi River. Steenhook says they're light loading each one about 25%. So you look at a 55,000 bushels in a single barge and then 25% of that, that's a, that's a pretty significant downshift on the capacity. And then also limiting the number of barges you can attach together because not only is the channel less deep, it's actually more narrow. So you can't get as many barges together. And that's what really drives the economics of barge transportation, those two things. So, you know, it, it clearly is having a, a detrimental impact on our exports. In December, I'll be joining the Indiana Soybean Alliance on a visit to the Panama Canal to see firsthand the issues there and to report on the impact the drought is having on soybean exports. When confronted with the need to change, we often get what some might call the yips. 
But as Andy Eubank explains, this seed company change is one where farmers should be receptive. If you have worked this year and in the past with specialty hybrids or Stewart seeds and you liked the seed and your rep, even with changes next year as those brands move to the channel umbrella, you can continue the existing relationship. Chris Smith is area business manager at Channel. If there is a specialty dealer or a Stewart dealer that wants to continue into this new channel brand, and we're encouraging them, we, we want them to continue. Uh, those customers are going to continue to be able to buy from that that person. Uh, same deal with their uh, field sales representative that that covers those uh, those dealers or legacy seedsmen. We are keeping all those relationships intact, so we're not rearranging territories or anything like that. Uh, you know. That's, that's our intention anyway across the countryside. So if they had somebody they really enjoy working with, that's going to continue into 24 and beyond. Earlier this year, Channel announced they'll be taking their 10 regional brands and the Legacy Channel brand to form the new channel with 11 combined brands. It means more products in the portfolio, and they're also adding more technical agronomists out in the field. We know as this thing goes along and we add more of these products, the need to have that expertise of placing those products and you know, understanding the different environments is going to be needed as well. So we're adding more technical agronomists. That's also going to free up our uh, seed dealers from a specialty steward uh, legacy channel standpoint to be out there even more as, as well and providing that, that expertise. Smith says farmers will benefit from having even better products to consider for their field. We always get, you know, complimented on our products from either side of those brands, but we're going to bring those together and have an even better portfolio, deeper portfolio that is specific to their area uh, going forward. Across the Midwest in 2023, Smith says their products performed well, often providing outstanding yields in the many areas that missed rains when they were needed most. I'm Andy Eubank. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We take a look at the update here. It's not as cold today as what we saw earlier this week. I, for one, am grateful for that. Winter came and I wasn't ready for it. I would be fine if it didn't return here again for a little while. But here's what's going on across the region. We're seeing a dry midweek pattern here as the upper level high with the cold air moves off to the east. We get south wind coming up behind it, and that's going to allow us to warm up today and especially tomorrow. I think tomorrow with the warm-up, we're going to be seeing clouds increase because we've got another weather system coming out of the southern plains and lifting up across our area. Right now, I'm looking at rain overnight, probably after midnight tomorrow night through Friday. Rain totals anywhere from a quarter to three quarters of an inch. Coverage will end up being 90% of Indiana. This system is slowly but surely sliding farther north so that now I think almost everybody gets a shot at this rain. The rain is done by the overnight Friday night. Saturday, I think we turn out partly sunny, a little cooler, but partly sunny. And then we have a secondary system that wants to come through and give us a chance for some scattered rain or even a few wet snow showers for Sunday. Liquid equivalent precipitation, only a few hundredths to a tenth or two. Coverage will be about 60%, but I can't call us 
completely dry there. That's a little sooner. We had been pushing this moisture in on Monday, but I think Monday now is just going to be mostly cloudy and dry, a little cool. Tuesday, clouds and limited sunshine as well with a little bit of lake effect cloud cover dominating the landscape. Cooler temperatures hold through Tuesday and into early Wednesday. However, after that high-pressure dome moves off to the east, we see a significant surge in temperatures well above normal daytime highs for next Thursday on through mid-December. It's the warming trend for the entire country. It is impressive for mid-December temperatures, so gear up. We're going to be quite warm at the middle of the month. Now, it doesn't hold forever, and I'm sure that cold air is going to come blasting back, but... Right now, all the way out through day 16, we're looking at warmer temperatures trying to dominate. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Mixed markets, but it was a mostly higher Tuesday. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Tuesday Farm Market Review. Settlements on the way. We begin, though, with market analysis to learn what exactly happened on Tuesday. I checked in for that with Arlen Suderman at the end of trade. Arlen with Stone X. Arlen, a nice rebound in soybeans on Tuesday. Also, dime higher Chicago wheat futures. I know we had a lower dollar, and corn struggled to gain any traction but finished about even. What's at play in the markets? Interesting dynamics here. Not a lot of change in the fundamentals. If anything, the weather models are a little bit wetter perhaps for Brazil, although they backed off a little bit on that in the midday. But still, uh, when you look at the wheat, and, and I've been doing this for involved in these markets in one way or the other for about four decades plus, uh, and I remember over those decades hearing about the voice of the tomb, uh, which is, and, and there are others as well, which are kind of some of the historical dates by which you do things and take positions into markets. And and some people just kind of laugh and scoff at them, and some people take them serious. Well, today is the day after being a, long, a short wheat um, that the voice of the tomb uh, says to uh, reverse, let go of your short positions and establish long positions in wheat until you get into January. Um, now, how serious does the market take those types of things which really aren't tied to any fundamentals? Probably not overly serious, but when you're as low a price as what we were, two to three year lows, depending on the wheat market you're on, and if you're a fund that has major short positions in place that are at risk if the market does turn around, or if you're an end user who's going hand to mouth and you're looking for a chance to extend coverage at a lower price, perhaps it's a signal to do something and then see where the market goes. And then you add on to that, there was some intermarket spread unwinding between Kansas City and Chicago as well to really amplify the move in Kansas City. You would have thought that would have provided a little bit more support for corn, but it didn't where export demand continues to be poor and there, there's no voice from the tomb to recommend buying corn today. Uh, soybeans getting some strength from just trying to maintain a trading range. They held above the 200-day moving average on the charts, and so they bounced off of that, and they're just kind of holding the trading range until they get a better handle on the size of the crop and how the weather's going to impact the size of the crop this year yeah normally and you touched on it with 15 cent gains in beans 10 cent gains in wheat we see corn up a little maybe 
didn't quite happen. And you're talking about export demand, the key reason for that. Yeah, and I think we're seeing some intermarket spreading as well with the corn taking the short end versus the rally in wheat and versus the strength in soybeans and corn simply not having a story or not having a friend, so to speak. And for today, that meant lower prices. Weather in South America, what's the big picture there? Well, it's going to be more or less hot and dry this week. Triple-digit heat in center-west Brazil, continuing to get hammered with excess rain in southern Brazil. I talked to our people in Brazil today, and they say the beans in southern Brazil look good. Um, there are problem areas, but it's highly variable in center-west Brazil. Um, so they'll be releasing their production updated survey-based production estimates on Friday, but they're kind of anticipating the data is going to come in a little bit lower than last month's record yield of one seven or production of 175. 165 million metric tons, but probably still be somewhere close to a record level. We have to talk about the protein sector, $4 higher cattle futures, $2 higher hog futures. What's up there? What a wild ride it's been there. We've come a long way down. We estimate that the long positions have gone from over 100,000 net long contracts by managed money about eight weeks ago to maybe somewhere around 25,000 now. And so I think we're seeing a little bit of a rebound after the market got oversold. Traders trying to reestablish some positions. We still have tight supplies. We still haven't rebuilt the the cow herd. Um, and the board is trading below where the cash was at. And so today's market's kind of rebounding after the big fall. Market analysis from Arlen Suderman, chief commodities economist at Stone X. Settlements now from Tuesday trade down four cents on December corn, 451 and a half and March, 473 and a half down a penny and three quarters. Everything else though, higher. January beans, 1346 and a half, up 16 and three quarters. And March contract, 1364 and three quarters, up 16 and a half cents. December wheat, 543 and three quarters, up nine and a half. And as mentioned, the meat's very strong. February live cattle up an even $4, 172.82. February lean hogs, 69.02, up $2.10. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.